Just a, a word of uh, thanks and appreciation to God for uh, the entire uh, ministry of uh, music and uh, continuing, uh, all of you, to, to carry the power of the resurrection you know, through this whole season of Easter. So thank you. You've, uh, you've carried me, at least uh, to this point. So thank you. Sounds like you've carried a few others also. And, and, and this, uh, this Sunday, when we look at Jesus' call to believe, how uh, that can be a great challenge to believe, and how we need one another to carry one another in our sometimes little of belief. Well, we're going to start this Sunday in this uh, um, season of Easter, season between Easter and Pentecost. As, as the, we're going to walk through a little bit of the, what's called the farewell discourse and the high priestly prayer of Jesus, um, beginning with John chapter um, 14. And we're going to walk through that the next uh, five weeks, ending um, on uh, Pentecost at the end, end of May. In, in a way, this is this, these... Uh, chapters 14 through 17 of John are sort of like his last will and testament. You know, his, his final words of preparation, uh, um, you know, go win one for the gipper kind of talk, you know, in the locker room before he departs. And what he wants to make clear in this first section here is that Jesus really does connect us to God. Jesus really does connect us to the eternal creator of the universe. And that's hard to truly believe, to really grasp. I was reminded of the, the, the representative from Florida, the, the congresswoman, um, Elena uh, Ross Lettinen. Yeah, it was in December. The election had just passed. She's a Republican congresswoman in Florida. And she got a call from a gentleman saying he was President-elect Obama. To which she laughed and scoffed and said, Yeah, right, you're one of those South Florida radio stations. Talk to you later. And hung up. <laughs> right after that, got a call from the supposed new chief of staff saying, No, really, the president just, Yeah, right, good try, goodbye. So she hung up on the president twice. Because it was so hard to believe that the president-elect was calling her. How much more is it difficult to really believe that Jesus connects us directly to the eternal creator of the universe. And that's what he's going to communicate to his disciples and to us. John 14, verses 1 through 14, uh, 877 in your pew Bible. Let's, uh, let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for your written word. Speak to us in the power of your spirit. Open the very eyes of our heart that we might continue to be rooted in Jesus and might find our very anchor in His life, death, resurrection, and might at least take another step 
and what it means to truly be connected to you. We need you. Help us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Again, uh, page 877 of the Pew Bible. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, uh, we do not know where you're going. Uh, how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do not know him. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, I have been with you all this time, Philip. And you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does His works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, get in tune with the context. Get in tune with the situation that the disciples find themselves. This is real trouble that they are in. Jesus is about to leave them. And they are about to endure the onslaught of the devil himself. The word that Jesus used here, do not let your hearts be troubled, is because their hearts are truly troubled. It's the same word that he uses just back in verse 21 where he, it says Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared to Judas, you're going to betray me. It's the same word that, that Jesus used back in verse 27 of chapter 12 when he was telling the disciples about his impending death and he said, my soul is troubled what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. So this isn't just a little bit of anxiety. This is real trouble that is coming upon them and they are feeling the, the spiritual gravity of the moment. Jesus has just told them, Judas is going to betray me and, and, and Simon, you're going to deny me. And I'm about to leave. I remember when I was 
in a boat with a sibling and my dad. And we're in the middle of the lake, Logan Martin, and the, the boat stops working. And we were just around sort of the corner for the slough. And I was, I forget exactly what age, but relatively young. And dad said, all right, listen, y'all just stay here. Keep your life jackets on. We can swim. I'm going to have to swim to shore. I'd much rather just stayed in that boat all night long. You know, we could have drifted to Cuba. It would have been impossible in that lake, but I'm a child, so I didn't know. But as long as Dad was staying with us, you know, we're fine. But, you know, in little eyes, it seemed like, you know, 10 miles he was going to have to swim, and then another 20 miles he was going to have to walk when it was maybe 200 yards and that he had to swim, and then another 100 just to walk across the little peninsula to get some help. There's something about being in a rough time with Jesus with them. But now Jesus is saying, I'm going to leave. And you're about to fail miserably. But don't worry. (laughs) Believe in me. Jesus connects us to God even when we don't feel it. Jesus connects us to God even when we feel just the opposite. And that's what he's telling his disciples. You are about to experience hell. The evil one's onslaught is going to be his greatest moment. But trust me. Believe in me. I connect you to God. Don't be anxious. Even though things are going to be turned Upside down. Maybe this word is the only word some of you need to hear. You can relate real well right here. Because it feels like Jesus has left you. It it feels like your connection to God is gone. Maybe because your own physical health. Maybe your, your spiritual energy is just zapped. Maybe as you look at the world and wars upon wars and nuclear weapons abounding. Looked at the paper yesterday morning and the economy is still teetering. And it's good news because Ford only lost $1.4 billion last quarter. Maybe it's the just the, the, the situation of the, the, the nation or the, the church in the nation. Or maybe it's the situation here at College Hill Presbyterian Church. For some, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, we, we voted last Sunday afternoon. How in the world could 75% of the people vote for us to continue on? And others look back and say, how in the world Jesus has left us Because there's 25% that voted for us not to. We're creative in our abilities to find how it seems Jesus is leaving us. Maybe we look at our own neighborhood, wherever we live, and we see that it's fragile. We're wondering where Jesus is in the midst of it. Or maybe you're about to graduate from high school or college which means things are about to really turn upside down. Is Jesus anywhere to be found? 
or maybe you're about to have exams and you're not sure if you're going to be graduating from high school or college and you're wondering where Jesus is. Whatever the mess, even the personal failure, that's what Jesus is addressing with His disciples here. He says, it's going to get really messy and you're going to fail terribly and I'm not going to be in eyesight. But believe. Trust me. Trust in me. I've got you. You are in my hands. I've got the end. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Don't worry. There'll be plenty of room there. No matter what it takes. No matter as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll catch you. I will be with you. I will not be thwarted and defeated no matter how terrible it looks. And then maybe my, one of my favorite verses. Where, the end of verse 3. Where I am, there you may be also. Yeah, I'd just rather stayed with Dad in the boat. And it was great news when he came back to the boat. Didn't matter if he found a way to get us home or not, just as long as dad was in the boat. And that's Jesus' promise. Where I am, there you may be also. If we are with Jesus, no matter what the storm, no matter what the failure, no matter what's, what's not working, we are in the right spot. Believe me, where I am, you will be there also. Verse 5. Thomas, then. He, he needs a little more specificity here. you got to love the disciples. you got to love Thomas and Philip here. I mean, these are two great insertions because it's like sitting in the back of the class and letting somebody else ask the dumb question that you were thinking, you know, so that you get the answer. You know, Jesus saying, where I am, you will be also. And Jesus and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus doesn't connect us to God through right knowledge. He does not connect us to God through information. He connects us to God through right relation. Through relationship with Him. What Thomas wants are directions. Hey, I'd like a map. You say there's a way to go. Okay, what are the steps? You know, can we get some details here? You know, I'd really like to know where we're going. You know, give us a few steps along the way. I went to the flower show uh, yesterday with Kathy and Nate. and went to, It's up in Sims. Don't get in that area very much. And we had a map. A good one. But then do you any good if, if, you know, the northern part of this county, that area, there are two roads named Lebanon Road. Did you, did you know that? Thanks for telling me. You know, so Thomas, just give us a map and then we can do it. No, you can't, Thomas. 
No, hey, all right, Lord, if you just give us a map about how we join in, in ministry with Winton Hills, how does that look? Well, just give us the steps to take and we'll follow them. No, we won't. Just give me the, the steps, Lord, to follow for how we're to, to be a, a jubilee community. You know, how, how we, we tear down walls. Just tell us which walls to tear down and we'll go tear them down. No, you got it all wrong. It's not that I give you an information, I give you a plan. It's not that. It's that I give you me. And maybe walls fall down. Or maybe you just pray a lot about walls falling down. Maybe you make decisions along the way. Maybe you don't. But are you walking with me? You got me. It's not about the right information. It's not, Lord, you know, would you show me just the right school that I'm supposed to go to? Show me the right job I'm supposed to take. The right spouse supposed to marry you know the right parenting technique the right you, you just give me the right economic decision give me the plan sorry jesus says to tom you don't get the plan you get the person now granted jesus jesus will lead us in wisdom but that happens in relationship not because he sort of gives us a plan and lets us go our own way. His answer to Thomas, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In a sense, he answers his question a little bit. Where are we going? We're going to God. And what's the way? With me. I am the way. Not there is the way. There's where you find life. I am the way. And with me, I lead you. I am the true God. And I am life. It's not the plan, but it's the person. How do we know the way? We don't. Except we know the one who is the way. Maybe someone here this morning who got up and said, you know, I really need, I feel the need to connect with God. How do I know God? How do I walk with God? Maybe I'll go to church. Maybe that's a place where I can connect with God. It's really, Jesus is clear, can't be clearer than right here. It is in relationship with Jesus that we encounter God. It, it's, it's not that we know something. We know someone. The, Jesus has moved the word that He uses for know. At first, it's a word that means know by sight. Uh, something where you say, I know that. Now, I believe that. Something is true. I know that something is true. He's, he's moved to a new word about knowing me. As you know me, you know the Father. It's a new word, not that I know that, but I know Him. Not intellectual knowledge, but whole life knowledge, relational knowledge. To know someone in the biblical sense. You know, Adam knew Eve and they had children. 
That's the same word that he uses here about how we know Jesus, that we encounter him intimately, really, in a living relationship. The biblical, the New Testament even has a, a new gr- grammatical phrase that hasn't, isn't found in the Greek language before the New Testament. Because before the New Testament, it was always, I believe that something is true. You know, you can believe that something is true and it makes no difference in your life. You know, I can believe the world is flat. And unless I'm an astronaut or shooting things up into space, it really doesn't matter. But what happens with the Greek, when the Greek language meets the Hebrew understanding of, of knowing something, of believing something, it changes from I believe that to I believe in. The first time you find that is in the New Testament. It's actually even more dramatic. It's more active than that. It's I believe into Jesus. I believe into Jesus. It, it's, it is not, I believe that Jesus died for me. That's true. But I believe in Jesus. That is the, the nature of faith. It's about a relationship, not just the right information. Jesus connects us to God in relationship with Him because Jesus is God. If you know me, he says, if you continue on, if you know me, you know the Father. If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. The end of verse 7. But then Philip. Again, that's a great question that we can just sort of sit back. You know, don't say anything, look wise, and let Philip ask the question. Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Can't you almost... You can almost relate to Jesus sort of pulling out his hair here, huh? Didn't I just say, if you see me, you see the Father. But what Philip wanted, he didn't want information like um, uh, Thomas wanted. What he wanted was inspiration. You know, show us the Father. Give us a little magic here. You know, a little poof. Give us some inspiration so that then we can go forward and We'll really believe you and, and do what you want us to do. Yeah, that's what some folks you know, think for, for preachers. You know what a preacher needs to do? You just need to give a little inspiration. That's really what the people need. Well, just inspire them. How'd that work for Jesus? I mean, really. What more inspiration did Philip want? How more did he want them to show them the Father? I mean, think. They were with Jesus when he healed a man's withered hand in the middle of church. They were with Jesus when he took a few loaves and some fish and fed thousands on a couple of occasions. They were with Jesus when he preached the greatest sermon of all time, the Sermon on the Mount. They were with Jesus when he raised Lazarus from the dead. What more inspiration did Philip want than what Jesus had given them? See, again, what Philip is thinking, if we just, like Thomas, if I just have the plan, we can do it. If I just get the right inspiration, then we're motivated to go do it. No! 
It's not about inspiration. It's not about information. It's about relationship with Jesus. It's not the case that we, if we're given the right inspiration and information, we can do it. That is a lie. We need Jesus every step of the way, every inch of the journey. I mean, we truly aren't good enough to fulfill the vision that we have as a church to be a jubilee community. It's just not going to happen unless Jesus is walking with us every step of the way. That's why. That's why we say that one of the things that's an anchor here is that we celebrate Jesus no matter what. We celebrate Jesus no matter how our hearts might be troubled, no matter how much evil might be surrounding us, no matter how much it might seem that the devil is winning. We celebrate Jesus because we know what He has done, what He is doing, and what He will do, and we trust His Word that we are indeed in His hand. As as Barb's saying, it's not that we've got God in our hand. That's when we have the right information and the right inspiration. It's that He has us in His hand. And that's a relationship. We're going to celebrate Jesus no matter how much we fail. We're going to celebrate Jesus no matter how hard it is to be a church without walls. We're going to celebrate Jesus no matter how many more congregational meetings and votes we've got to take and discussions, how long it takes. That doesn't matter. Because we're going to celebrate what Jesus has done for us together. And that is greater than any difference we might have in this room or with any other Believer in Him. Jesus connects us to the Father. Jesus connects us to God because He is God. And that's basically what He says at the end of this next paragraph, verses 9 through 11. I'm in the Father, the Father is in me. How do you ask to show us the Father? Because here He is, right here. What we see Jesus do is what we see God do. What Jesus says is what God says. He says it clearly. It's it's complex. I mean, this, you know, trying to understand God is way more than we can grasp. That's why Jesus says, listen, if you don't believe that, if you can't grasp that, then just believe what I did. Look at the works. Look at what I have done. I have brought good out of evil. I bring joy out of sorrow. I bring life out of death. Just trust in that if you can't trust in anything else. If you're here and you're like, you know, this God and me, the Father and Jesus, that's just too much. Well, just focus on who Jesus is. That's the first step. What does He do? And join in relationship with Him. And you will be joined in relationship with the living God. From His very works, it's clear that Jesus connects us to God because He is God. And then He he continues on in verse 12. He connects us to God. But this is really good news. He doesn't wait for Philip to get it. You know, he doesn't give Philip a test before we move on. You know, you got to understand exactly how this works. He then says, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. 
Jesus connects us to God so purely that we do greater works than Jesus. I would have never said that unless I'd read it with my own eyes. That's crazy. The one who believes in Jesus will do the works of Jesus and even greater works than Him. That that right relation with Him leads to this kind of transformation. What, what exactly does Jesus mean there? I mean, greater works than Him. We just I just recounted some of the things that He did. Uh, the, the fact that the Spirit lives in us. That, that's to come. We'll get to that in a few weeks. The, the fact that Jesus' human limitations meant He really didn't get... He didn't travel much. And now the, the, this we or the church or His body we're around the world. But I truly believe it's because in Jesus, in His death, in His resurrection, in His arrival, the kingdom of God has started. It has begun. The ways of heaven have now started. They, they are at work in the midst of the ways of this earth. And we get to participate in the work of heaven on earth before the new heavens and the new earth come when Jesus returns. And that's the greater work that we get to participate in. I mean, it's this very truth is why it's possible to have a jubilee vision and not be crazy. Because if we're crazy, then Jesus is crazy. And I'd rather be crazy with Jesus than sane without Him any day. We can do greater things than Jesus did. And the vision that we have before us to be a church without walls, to be connecting with one another across race, economics, and generation is crazy unless Jesus can tell us that you'll do things like that. That Jesus indeed can make us a community of servants that will serve one another, will serve the world that doesn't know Him, according to the self-sacrificial character of Christ, that only will happen because we are connected to the eternal Creator of the universe through Jesus. We believe in Jesus and that He is alive in us through His Spirit. And that because of that, we can celebrate Jesus no matter what the devil brings our way. And so he closes. I've connected you to the Father. I've connected you to God because I am God. I've connected you to God because I am God so that you can do greater things than me. So now, just ask. It's basically how he ends it. Verse 12. Verse 13 and 14. Whatever you ask, you ask in my name that brings glory to the Father through the Son, ask it and you'll receive it. That's my challenge for us. That that we pray daily. God, make us a Jubilee community. Help us to connect. Help us to serve. Help us to celebrate. You do the work through us. We don't need a plan. We don't need inspiration. We need you to be alive in us. We need our relationship with you to be so real. You transform us, transform us as a community and make us this church without walls. Daily. Or as often as you remember. You forget a day or two, that's okay. I mean, 
the disciples denied him to his face. But Jesus still did his great work through us. Let us trust in Jesus together. Not in a plan. Not in an inspirational push. Let us trust in a person. Not the right information. Not the highest inspiration. But a relationship with the living God through Jesus that is ours. So that we might truly be the community He wants us to be. Let us pray together. Gracious God, we do join in prayer now as you call us to. And we ask for you to do your work in us as a community because we want to be your people on this street corner and wherever you send us. We want to be a people that truly do mirror the ways of heaven. we connect with one another no matter what the differences might be. We want to be a people that resemble the character of Christ, that truly are the hands and feet and mouth of Christ. We mirror His sacrificial love for the world. Do your work in the power of your Spirit. And we want to be a people in the power of your spirit that are filled with joy. Who do that do all that we do, rejoicing in you. That, that no matter what, the, the joy, your joy is our strength. We pray for your your work to be done, and we we marvel. You in turn will do greater things through us than, than Jesus did. We desire to believe you that much. We believe. Help our unbelief so that our faith grows even deeper in you. Thank you that we are indeed connected with you directly. And no, no middleman. We are speaking to you through Jesus and the power of your Spirit. And we raise up to you the, the needs and the concerns that we have. We pray for, for your glory. For your healing to be done in our midst. Continue to lift up to you Tim Duncan and Betty Peterson. Ruth Smith. Pray your, your healing upon them. We lift them up to you. We lift up Garrett Verhagen unto you as he leaves this week for Quantico, Virginia for his next assignment with the Marines. Pray your protection. Your leading. And the good news that wherever he goes, wherever you go, he is with you. Wherever he goes, you are with him. We lift up the police officer in our community 
was hit by a car in serious condition. We give you thanks for those that serve us, put themselves in harm's way. Pray for your healing protection upon him as well. Lead us in the ways of Jesus. His name we pray. Amen.